Hello and welcome to Now That's What I Call Radio. We're here, episode 26, the season finale. Oh my god, it's been six, like, even though we've skipped certain months, the fact that there is, like, now an months. episode for six months. It's impressive. That's crazy. Yeah, I know, that's, that, holy cow, you're I, right. Most of my friendships die before this show has, honestly. Yeah, speaking of <laughs> dead friendships, um... I mean, before we started here, Logan was about to say something. And by the way, our top fan did just say, I'd take an apology. That's what. Okay. All right. Yep. Can I do a live apology on yeah, air? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Let's go. All right. All right. Kate, and especially to anybody that um, may have listened to my uh, rather, uh, I want to say outstanding, uh, but it was more maybe out of line performance on an episode that I don't recall canonically. Um, I may have said some things implying that Dan's wife is the reason you that mean Hunter Hunter. Let's get this right. No, no, it was Dan's wife. No, it was Dan That's, Reynolds. Oh, oh Dan Reynolds oh, wife. Oh, yeah. I may have implied that the reason that I think bad liar is a bad song is because Dan Reynolds wife co-wrote it with him implying that I think women are bad writers. This is not the case. I have huge respect for Sia, especially the song chandelier. Um, have followed Sarah Bareilles for most of my life. Oh now. no, Sarah Bareilles! But no. but the point the point that I want to get across is that what I was trying to say with that argument was that I think that that song was meant to help them work through their relationship problems, and I think it came out kind of corny as a result. I am not trying to attribute the blame to. Uh, any gender being superior to the other, although, Kate, you could easily make the argument that we literally only ever review albums by white guys on this show. Oh, she's already oh, done. She, she, she makes that a, argument every week. Every week she does that. She, so. we, have, we have not once reviewed an album by a woman, so I think maybe, you know, it's on all of us to take our next steps here. Damon, I see you sweating a little bit. Am I putting the pressure on? I agree. That's kind of what I thought the couple times I chose an album, but I literally chose an album by The Whitest Boy Alive. I was like, yeah. <laughs> before we forget, Tennyson is a brother sister duo. Oh. Just, you know, before we so, forget. Yeah, we got that. In That's the fair. Pixies, I, there's some female yeah. representation. Uh, well, and Hispanic, uh, Joey Santiago and Kim Deal. So, and for the lawyers, record, I mean, I we did show Baraka. That is definitely not. We did do show Baraka, but know. we all agree that that episode flipped a lot of expectations on its head. It did. I also appreciate <laughs> reserving the first 10 minutes of every show for just meta discussions about other episodes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's all the show should be. I the mean, podcast, uh, all can, podcasts eventually become a podcast about the podcast that you're podcasting. Season two. Commentary on season one. <laughs> we embarrassed ourselves. We can't take it back. Nitwick reacts to Nitwick. <laughs> Million uh, viewers. Easy. I cannot believe we are here, though, with um, a half year of now. That's what I call radio. The full rebrand. The brand new rebrand is no longer brand new. Yep. We are officially one unit old. I was going to say one year old, but then I was going to get roasted for that. So we're one unit old, even though that one unit is 26 you know, years we, old. We were treating weeks as years for like a solid running gag for like 13 episodes there. Y'all remember that? Yeah, we went that through, was a thing. We went through yeah, our was on the podcast at that point. You know, every episode was a landmark episode. That joke's kind of sailed. It has. Yeah. 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 That was, that was season one's gimmick. 
But enough of this Metacritic of our own show. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Even Anthony Fantano made a video. It's like me reacting to KSI reviewing his album. Like, I think something about just like being in the last stages of quarantine and the economic and political climate that we're in that we don't know how to do anything but be meta on meta. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. Well, with that, we're going to get things started here. Wait, what? what are we doing this episode? Something that we have not even clarified. That's yet. okay. Wait for the music to stop. Yeah. See, yeah. we're trying to the, surprise the, the audience. The sample, no. the sample was speaking for itself. The reason I had to speak is because dear listener would hear that sample and he'd think like, oh boy, time for another classic album review. <laughs> Well, and now we're now we're going to disappoint them. Surpri- no, oh, come on. It's not a disappointment. It's a surprise. Why didn't we have a new bum? It's you a know? surprise. Okay, you make the new it's, bump there. It's because we all work nine to five. <laughs> and we come home and we crash. For the record, uh, the producers, I think it's safe to say plural at this point, right? Matt yeah. and Hunter are the producers. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the producers are out rock climbing. That's true. And when the producers are away, the hosts you know will get matching tattoos. Everybody no, they're very happy <laughs> with the success of our first season, it so they decided to go rock climb. We have one, and I mean one unattended episode. You may say whatever you want. Repercussions won't come until tomorrow night. Fair so, enough. They're out rock climbing. They're not listening right now. So <laughs> no, what, what You can't fire me. <laughs> well, we're, not until tomorrow. <laughs> what we're doing we're unionizing. Here, I'm afraid is going to be a disappointment from what we, we, we managed to perform last week. Honestly, honestly, last, last week, week was a what prime happened? No, yeah, I don't remember anything happening. We don't speak of last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, anyway, uh, you can edit this part out this week. <laughs> no, no editing or limited editing. Very limited editing. Okay. This week we're, we're doing something new. We are, uh, not just going to sabotage the well-known. Now that's what I call blank brand. We're branching out to the, to the modern era of YouTube. Wait, now that's what I call what's in my bag. Yeah, <laughs> correct. That's what I mean. All that right. is exactly it's what I mean. It's officially been name dropped. That is what we're doing, ladies and gentlemen. We're doing now. That's what I call the what's acronym in my bag. is getting a little unpronounceable at this point. Nick Wimba. <laughs> Was it really? Is it really that? Nit- no, Nitwick Wimba. Did you put that Wimba. together in your head it's that fast? Nitwick Wob. Well, no, Nitwick Wimbob. Wimba. Wimba. Wimb. Wimb. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, in these unprecedented times, you know, we decided to do our best to go and shop local. We missed record day in April. And so we all visited the local record store, picked up a few items, and we mutually don't know what is in each other's bags, and we're here just going to share with each other. I wish we did, like, true, true what's in my bag, where it's like Lil Uzi Vert, and he just pulls out some chapstick and is like, uh, yeah, I guess I've carried this around for six years. <laughs> well, this is true, true, now that's what I call what's in my bag. Literally. This is the real. The <laughs> literally real. stop. We can't. If, if we have too many more um, acronyms, we might end up. Never mind. I was going to make a joke, and <laughs> it was about make, to get. He was about to I take a about, low blow at the car seat headrest fan community. No, nope. that's what he was going to do. Well, actually, let him I, have it. I was actually. He was well, about to take a low blow at the entire government. I, maybe I just shouldn't say what it was a low blow and just <laughs> leave it in your heads. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I mean, this is almost kind of like a bop of the week type thing. So we know who needs to start. I think this is a day of sharing. A day of sharing with each other and with everyone out there. Yeah. 
It's beautiful. I spend eighty dollars so you don't have to. Oh, he yeah. just name dropped his price. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was a little bit fat on the wallet this week, but I think you guys will like. But ah, okay, somebody all right, start all off. Right, all right, yeah, it's Jake. Jake, let's see it. You start us. All right. I will start us. So what's the format here? Are you going to present it and then we get to like roast you for your terrible choices? Yeah, or? sure. <laughs> Sounds great. So um, I'm going to go ahead and just give this a little preface. I'm very happy with my choices. <laughs> I'm going to preface and say I'm guys, very unhappy with guys, Jake's choices. No bullying, guys. <laughs> no, no bullying. No, um, um, we went screaming in 20 minutes before close. So this was a speed run. Uh, we didn't realize Those it closed Corona slash, you know, so it was these a, are the time hours. It was a speed run, and I went up to the employee, and I asked him for like six different albums, and he told me no on every single one of them. That's what happened and to I, me, too. And I did them like five minutes apart, and so it just got more and more awkward. I was like, look, man, this also might <laughs> strike out. And he's just like, dude, I just keep dropping the ball for you. I'm sorry. But anyway. He's a total homie, though. He was. He had, he had a pretty sweet mask. Keeping that social distance. He looked like a pirate. He was wearing a uh, striped black shirt, white and black shirt. And lest we forget, his mask was cannabis cannabis fabric. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. (laughs) Total homie. Yeah, he's cool. He's only like 18. He's a cool kid. Oh, oh, you know, know him. Oh, yeah. Word. We are getting out. Come on. You got to know your record stores, man. If you don't know the local Grey Whale kid, then we're in trouble. I know the people that run like all the Grey Whales. Not to name drop, but you know. (laughs) Dude, I mean, he's getting a shout out right now. So yeah, Graywell shout out. Go. It's a good time. If this lands him a promotion, as long as the show doesn't get anybody fired, I think I'll be happy with what we've done here. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. Let's see it. All right. Choice one. I had to represent NYC because I love NYC so much. I live there and I love the culture it holds. And so I did for my first pick a CD of the Low End Theory by yep. Tribe Called Quest. One of the greatest of all time. Yep. Tribe Called Quest so good. They are Q-tip so good. Q-Tip Live is just just Stop, kiss. Cody. We know you've been to every show. <laughs> you want to tack on that live word one more time? <laughs> I, have a, I have a little fun fact about this album. I believe it's this album. It may be Midnight Marauders. But there was a jazz bass player that they really, really wanted to like record a beat with. And they wanted to so bad that the jazz player who is a very hardcore Christian when he came in and said, okay, but you can't swear on this song <laughs> tribe made the entire song without swear words or inappropriate metaphors or anything just because they wanted to collaborate with this bass guy. So bad it was on his yeah. Christian Minecraft server. <laughs> <laughs> Join Cody's. I do link, have one link in the description. I'll link put the link. I will put the server. No, literally, in the I'll, put a, I'll, I'll put a link in the description. The, 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 How do we not Spotify have a Nitwick link? Discord already? I'll that make sounds like tonight. a terrible idea. Five minutes. I will make it. <laughs> but let's seriously just take a minute to realize how awesome it is. You've seen Q-Tip live. That's legendary, dude. That really is legendary. Literally, and it was pre-music to be murdered by Q-Tip. Right. I, I don't know if you'd see have any pictures of him come out lately like has the light finally left his eyes I haven't seen a picture <laughs> like, is it time now oh word yeah cool is it time Denzel for Q- Curry shaved his Q-tip, so I, I think we decided that Q-tip can kind of be forgiven it wasn't as much because it was a mutual 
boomer move with Eminem. Yeah. You know, and it, it was yeah. like, yeah, we know who's really at You know, when, when a boomer, <laughs> as we saw with Black Pumas, you know, when a boomer teams up with a millennial, it's good stuff. But when boomers get around other boomers, they just enable each other. Uh, you respect Next it. thing you know, they're making that, that awful, awful music to be murdered by. A, a sincere <laughs> apology to all boomers currently listening. Godzilla challenge for the win. That's the one. <laughs> all right, we're going round two. Um, all right, this was the most expensive one, and I was debating doing it last just because it's probably the most flashy, but the last one is too sacred for me, so. Round two is the original Rage Against the Machine oh album. Oh my gosh. The 20th anniversary edition with the public protest actually real picture, not staged, not photoshopped. Um, how fitting for the time, am I right? Yeah. Rage Against the Machine is... Is that mine? No. Somebody's playing some music. Very, I don't think it's mine. Everybody pocket the, check. Very minimal yeah, editing as we spoke It may of. have been no. mine as well. There <laughs> anyway, may have been two songs going on. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and per, like make a good cut so Aaron can just cut that section out there. No way, man. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> they're, just, they're living their sermon. So Rage Against the Machine um, is a band that has probably taken, mm, man, I don't know if I want to say it on air. Very arguably, not going to say it in stone, but very arguably favorite metal band of mine, which is big deal because metal growing up was my big thing. And there's a lot of bands I love for nostalgic reasons, but Rage is just so good. And so I saw this bad boy and I was like, I cannot pass this up. This is too beautiful. The image it so is speaks that, to the time. Is that printed on the vinyl? Yeah. It's in like it's when a, you place it, that's crazy. Yep. It's an image disc or whatever they call it. Picture disc. Picture disc. There you go. Thank you. The actual knowledge Wayne in here. <laughs> image I'm disc. here to know literally things. the only person who speaks with any form of credibility on the show. <laughs> and, and, and yep. Don't was, hype me up. Let's not do that. You deserve it. By the way, you've got a friend in here that's saying he's Team Cody Coates. So who is it? Um, I will just first name name drop. It's Francisco. Oh yeah, I love Fran. <laughs> team, Shout out Fran. Team Cody Coates. We're coming. What does that mean? Hey, now, now I'm a little he offended. Said, he said, "I'm here for Cody Coates." <laughs> Yo, uh, Fran Doc Two Twenty Twenty. Is that his Minecraft username? Nope. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Anyways, this was a very hard choice for me though because they had all four albums on vinyl. And that's hard. I'm not necessarily claiming this is my favorite album by them, though it is very good. But anyways, that's the album that a lot of producers. I, I heard this from Logan. So yeah, yeah, but I think they stand by. They're, they're when when they buy a new set of studio monitors. They're trying or or just monitor when they're setting up to record an, an artist. That's like an, a reference album. It's but a reference point. It, the for original '90s take or the tw- 20th edition remaster. Do you know? I'm pretty sure it's the original one because uh, the remaster was just, if I recall, for digital platforms. Well, um, well, yeah, yeah. But it is it is considered by many audio engineers to be a perfectly mastered album. Which interesting. is interesting to me because actually, though, I have to admit, listening it. So I put a pretty nice sound system in my car, and when I listen to that one compared to the other albums by them, actually, it does sound the best. It does sound great. And um, it had Killing in the Name, so I was like, you know, it's just too iconic, (laughs) too classic. All right, I'm going to move on so you guys have time. This one is a heavyweight, not just in my personal music history, but in the entire decade. You already know who it'd be. 
Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites oh, on man. TV. All right. Absolutely had to do it. I saw this and I was like, yep, I can't not buy this. I feel like there's something to purchasing a physical copy of an album that I've only that my first interface with it was an illegal stream. <laughs> right. Yes. Like, like I don't know if anybody <laughs> consumed Skrillex in like a legal capacity. It's really true. Yeah. Like, other than, other than Spotify streaming, which I've only been doing for about a year now, this is the first time I've given money to Skrillex and I feel bad oh. about that because I love him. But this EP, okay. This EP oftentimes I feel like is very, uh, misunderstood it actually has some other fantastic tracks on it It has rock and roll will take you to the mountain that's a great track it has obviously scary monsters and nice sprites has kill everybody it has this other one (laughs) it it has this other one called magnum true classic (laughs) it is has this other one called magnum that he did with the foreign beggars which is pretty great and then it closes oh actually it doesn't close out because there's a remix but there's a song on here called with you long drive with friends i think it's called oh it's a chill song and it's beautiful great vocal chopping anyway pretty much the whole ep is good and so iconic powerful had to choose it scary monsters and nice sprites literally did shatter i mean i was in high school when that one was bumping and i just remember hearing many people debate you know like is this music can we even qualify this you know it yeah, was, it was, a, big, it was a big deal no like I want to heroin specifically on the, is this even music argument? It is crazy how many people actually took that stance. Like right now it's popular to hate on country, but nobody's like debating whether country is or is not music. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to say something is not good. It's another thing to say, this is not even a song. This is not even noise that could be classified under. And then I look back and like power electronics has been a thing for forever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Underground house has been a thing for forever. Like, was this really the time when electronic music was brought so far forward that people had to deny its actual existence as a form of art? I think it kind of was, which it, makes it, it's like a historical, I mean, really it is cool to see in a physical format. I have to admit. Yep. Cause I, I actually, it's weird. Like you're like, Whoa, this is actually a Skrillex EP. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've only ever like had to download the cover art from Google images so I could match it to the imported MP3. <laughs> <laughs> it really is true. This is probably one of like 15 in existence. Oh. No, but like, um, seriously, that was a groundbreaking piece. And so I'm glad I own it officially. Nice. So good. Good stuff, man. Yep. Is it even music? Bro, <laughs> did did the entire world like have not heard of something other than pop rock up until that point? You know, it, I was saying that when I was 16, though, like when that came out, but I was also listening to like Opeth and Dream Theater and nothing but prog metal. So pretty uh, much everything was inferior. He was elite. <laughs> he was elite. The other thing is we, I, we I just was on to, just mo- the moo board on 4chan. We, yeah. Every day. <laughs> that's the move. We do have to just take a moment to realize just how aggressive scary monsters and nice sprites was at the time and still is it's still a pretty aggressive song but like i remember logan saying on this show one he was like literally how much harder can music artists go at this point and that's been building for a long time obviously it's always been a big thing to go hard you know i know like when slipknot first came out oh that was so hard you know what i'm saying Like, this was the first time electronic music became this hard. Vain. 
Yeah, LD50, that whole thing. record has some just crazy <laughs> stuff on it. Yeah. yeah. So, like, obviously it's existed in, in a lot of other genres, crazy, weird stuff. You know, Marilyn Manson and his reputation and Alice Cooper back in the day and whatever. But this was the first time electronic music started to offend people, I feel like. Mm. You know? And so, this was a big move in so many ways. It's nice. Yeah. Yep. All right, Damon. Let's see what you got, man. Uh, you got yeah. a pretty sweet shirt there. Thanks, man. And a pretty sweet bag. A nihilist. He's a Fantastic Four villain. Oh, <laughs> beautiful. A nihilist. Yeah. Wow. Right, so <laughs> that I, was, all, I feel like that'd be my villain name. <laughs> I was all uh, CDs, and I didn't want to get the albums that I already know. Oh my god! And I already god. have everything. So I watched the Fantana review of this, but I haven't listened to it. I have listened to the Q-Tip song on it. Uh, I forget its name, but I really like that one. Uh, got till it's gone. I like that song a lot. Yeah. And Fantano actually, he loves this thing. So I don't know. I was like, you know, I'll give it a shot. I like listening to albums on physical format for the first time. Oh, by the way, it's the velvet rope by Janet Jackson ah, if, nice. for those of you that don't know. So I don't know. I just thought it'd be a nice little, you know, nineties hip hop kind of album. Q-tip. Pop. I didn't know Q-tip actually worked with Janet Jackson. Yeah. It's a great mm-hmm. song. I really like it, but yeah. So, Nice. And then, uh, funnily enough, my second <laughs> choice, <laughs> no. I, I haven't, so it's Rage Against the Machine, self-titled, and I've never really listened to them. Like, I know Killing in the Name, I know, like, Bulls on Parade and stuff, but I guess I've just never been that angry enough until now to listen to them. Like, right <laughs> oh, now, yeah. I'm listen very to- angry with society. <laughs> listen to I'm that like, song, Bullet in the Head, on there. Oh, I listened, I listened <laughs> to the whole album, right, like, on the... 45 minute drive from Riverdale here because of traffic and yeah it was amazing I was like this fistful of steel just yes. Yes. fistful of steel it, oh all my political anger just goes in here and it's like <laughs> you know it's great because I've I've probably watched more interviews with Rage Against the Machine than I've actually heard their songs like I really like just their radical pol- political views and see the cool you know, thing the cool thing about Rage is De, specifically De La Roca the singer, for those that don't aren't too familiar with him, he actually knows his stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, he's not just here for the aesthetic. Like, no. the dude's legitimately smart, and he's legitimately Well, passionate. and Tom Morello, like, graduated from Harvard, like, from political science or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, they're, they're legitimately educated, but they go hard. Yeah, no, I've watched, you know, they, if you don't know who Noam Chomsky is, he's just this old political socialist guy. And I watched this interview with... Zach De La Roca and uh, Noam Chomsky, and I was like, "That is a bizarre, comedy. yeah, bizarre <laughs> crossover." And I That's don't know. A good interview. Yeah, I'm. Oh, before you move on, last thing about Rage. If you like that album, you got to keep listening to the whole. Oh no, I, I will. I will. I mean, eventually. But this is a. This was a. That great is a gateway. solid. It, it, it is just, a good time to get into Rage yeah. Against the Machine. It yep. really is. <laughs> I'm. I'm really upset. So anyway, and then uh, last one, just another album that I haven't ever listened to, but. I've heard of him. It's Elliot Smith uh, from a basement on the hill. Uh, so uh, I haven't ever even heard of this album, but I do know about him. I know that he uh, killed himself by stabbing himself in the stomach twice. Oh, so that depressed of a man. Wow. Putting his heart and soul into music. So I was like, you know, it's probably got some good indie tracks on it. And uh Yeah. Well, I'll what a, a what a yeah. selling point you Cody, just Cody is there. pleased with you, Damon. <laughs> Those oh, were three good dude, choices. I, Sweet, thank you. I am impossibly soft for Elliot Smith. Like yeah. normally, this brand of like singer songwriter pop rock, like I well not pop rock, but like intimate acoustic, yeah, airy, 
I hate it. Acoustically, like acoustically. Coming up with these words. How dare you? It's cool, but like he. God, Elliot Smith, man, it's impossible to hate him. He just melts right into the heart. Sweet. You can't. Should be yeah. a good album then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you did oh, good, man. Yeah, well, I'm curious awesome. about that Janet Jackson though. I'm a, yeah, I, I'm just going to say it, you know, like, although his career might kind of represent the beginning of the end of the music industry as it once was, maybe that's not the worst thing, but I love Michael Jackson. I just love him. I really uh, do. I don't know. I, I absolutely there are some, do. There are some artists out there that I just cannot listen to because of who they were as a person, and Michael Jackson is one of those the Smiths has become that way to me. Slowly, I hate right. Morrissey. I I hate him so much. Like I love all the Smith songs, but every time I listen to him, it just gets worse and worse. Ever since I made that comment, you know, on Sellout of the Week forever ago, I'm like, man, the Smiths will never be the same. You know, even if Johnny Marr, the guitarist, counteracts him, like it doesn't matter to me anyway. And I just have a really difficult time listening to like bad human beings sing so, so let, let me just throw my xxx Tentacion album yeah. out there. Yeah, here's the thing man mj's dope i'm sorry no yeah i respect your opinion that's just how i personally no no, no i got it i'm feel. glad you picked the velvet rope though because i think fantano's point in that review is that that wave of like 90s pop r&b really gets glossed over when people talk about the narrative of music over time. Yeah, well, like, and I feel like Janet Jackson, all that she's remembered for is that war, war, wardrobe malfunction uh, on yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. the Super Bowl. So, but I like, know. I'll give her music a but shot. But you never hear anybody talk about, like, a Jodeci or a Janet Jackson or any of these guys, like, in any sort of significant critical capacity. And yeah. I think what they were doing was just as cool as what the Rockers... Th- Given that's the 90s and grunge took over, it was way cooler than what the rockers were doing. <sighs> Don't get me started on the 90s, dude. I got too much to say. Listen, yeah. shoegaze the, the and the smashing pumpkins. The county, that's about it. The, the <laughs> counterculture of it's the early it. 90s was absolute <laughs> perfection. And it lasted only about from 1990 to 1994. Tons of these random bands just out of nowhere. It's because like... They didn't know what to do, I think. You know, the 80s kind of was an established sound. And then grunge was in, the, that eventually became the established sound. But for a second there, it was like everybody was just grabbing at whatever they could come up with. Beautiful time. Beautiful. I mean, that's like when sampling really starts to catch and everything else. Yeah. I think I think it's a great time, honestly. that's That was Shoegaze's heyday too, like right after Loveless and kind of a few. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice. Good choices. Yeah, thanks. But come on, everybody was listening to like uh, Three Days Grace. Look what R and B was doing. Velvet Rope. Not even in the same decade. Yeah, come on, man. That's nice. Like, yeah, I but think you know what? You know what, Cody? <laughs> I will let it slide just because I was such a Three Days. All right, <laughs> save, save yourself and show me something. All right, all right. Let me get my stuff. All right, yeah. so here's the deal. Your yeah, boy goes to Grey Whale. <laughs> famously, famously, nobody's quoted it on me since, but I think it's one of the defining moments I had on this show, is when I exclaimed that I have a problem going to record stores because how in the world am I supposed to find my obscure Bandcamp anime break core at a record store in Utah? The yeah. deal is... You hadn't been to Grey Whale? I hadn't been to Grey Whale, <laughs> and going there... I love the idea of like a store where people get together and celebrate music, but the amount of things that are actually up my alley in a gray well in any in any establishment that lives on sales 
I pretty much can't go there because they're too high minded to carry Drake albums. Because That's a lie. God forbid <laughs> we carry a Drake album. Um, no party next door stuff, which I was really excited to see because that was a recent album. Um, and of course, all my obscure like Oliver Francis mixtapes. You know the thirty minutes of random bit crush screaming that I've been listening to on the YouTube channel. Dismiss yourself. I want to give a huge not, shout out to right now. Not only listening to, but attempting to participate in <laughs> recreating myself actively uh, Love it. i can't find that at a record store record stores optimate primarily in the radiohead space yep the radiohead radius if yep. you will okay. of artist popularity and critical right, show respect. some freaking I, albums man I, <laughs> logan i had the exact same problem dude so yeah, what same. i had to do is figure out what Venn diagram of Radiohead type music experience and my actual music taste overlap. So here's what we have. Love That's it. cool how how you like established Radiohead as oh, yes. a mainstream that must oh, be yes. You walk in and it's still it, I oh. know it's a meme. I know it's a meme that you're I got okay computer on vinyl. Everybody does. Not I don't. <laughs> no, and Cody. If Cody does it, not well, I, nobody does because it's a meme at this point. Just show me the Dillinger Escape Plan album. All right, so I got the Dillinger Escape Plan album. <laughs> Option Paralysis. That record's so good. It's like, I have trouble getting into Dillinger Escape Plan's first album. The best way I can describe Dillinger Escape Plan is um, all the creativity and talent of prog metal, like your dream theaters, your time signature guys, you know what I mean. Combined with the absolute insane rage of a 19-year-old punk band. Uh, these guys, you know, all their music has those insane time signatures. They're like hitting the snare and guitars together on such weird offbeats that it must take years to practice some of at these songs. 19. At, le- at least <laughs> 19. At least 19. Like, the level... It, it sounds like absolute chaos, and I play Dillinger Escape Plan for a lot of people, and they immediately tune it out and think of it as just like this awful noise but the amount of actual artistry that goes into the way they synchronize the way they produce um especially by the time they got to one of us as the killer they started throwing in a lot of jazz fusion elements like there's got to be something to respect when you could make music like a dream theater like a rush and instead you're just screaming the poetry in your lungs i would like to also point out that at one point mike Patton was the vocalist of dillinger escape plan from faith no more and that record irony is a dead scene is chaos (laughs) and they just kept it up for shout out to to logan's friends right now if you want logan to listen to normal music blue vinyl just don't react to this type of music until he has no choice but to turn on radio <laughs> hits and to surprise you. I have given up with a lot of people at this point, but Ooh, I, this is a nice looking vinyl. Yeah, yeah so blue. it's the rare sky blue on here. It's like one of only 300 copies made of the sky blue vinyl, um, which is kind of surprising because I guess that essentially means that nobody bought this album. <laughs> Only the Radiohead given, given that Dillinger <laughs> Escape Plan fans. well okay in the Radiohead radius Dillinger Escape Plan's like right on the edge if, if you must believe that go for it well like <laughs> I don't I don't like go to your average Pink Floyd dad and be like hey you want to listen to Screaming in 713 <laughs> <laughs> you know I appreciate the, the edge that it sounds like these guys carry I've only heard a little bit through Logan but like I burned myself out 
hard on pretty much all time signature metal. There is a video of them playing at a Virgin record store in 2005 where the vocalist Greg Pucciato runs straight across an entire crowd's heads and then comes back. Oh man. And it is one of the coolest things I have ever seen. See that I love it. it there were <laughs> I love like it. Dillinger Escape Plan was 100% the craziest band I ever saw. Love wow. it. I've heard wow. Circa fans are also really crazy too. They are, but I mean like Anthony Green's oh. up there on stage pretty mellow. Okay. Dillinger Escape Plan, I'm talking like the band is up there going crazier than the people in the crowd. I love that. There's a toilet humor thing that they did in there, but I have a strong aversion to that, so I will not bring it up. Yes, you do. Just just look up history of their live performance. He's That guy is a madman. One last comment before you go on to, I was cleaning out my phone the other day. You're really going to like, this is a little touching moment here for the finale. No, this really is. I want a touching moment. You're going to be surprised. If it's a season zero You're going to be surprised just how um, touching this moment is. So this is dated one two eighteen. Wow! And uh, I this is the day that me and uh, Logan both realized that we listened to music, and we were reimaging a laptop lab together, and we started talking about Sufi and Stevens, and and I, it was like that was Carrie and Lowell was the album that brought us together, and then he gave me a few recommends, and I pulled out my phone and took notes. And here's all of that is written. Dillinger ex- escape plan and slint. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing like crazy time signature guitars and then spoken word. <laughs> that, that is really reflective of what my music taste was. in early 20s. Touching, isn't it? I think that's a touching. Ah, uh, man. Too. I actually really wish I could have found Spiderland. I found their other one, though. It's a good record. Um, yeah. Crazy. Stuff. I love people from Kentucky just kind of talking at me. Rate your music number one. I I know your tricks, bro. Well, I know why Spider-Man's so, on Yeah, there. no lie on <laughs> Spider-Land by Slint. That was legitimately like a Reddit thread where they were like taking all the 4chan top 100 albums and then voting on which one was the best of all time. Mm. And Spider-Land is in that like special place where it's not a meme yet, like in the aeroplane over the sea, which is technically the number one most discussed album of all time on that board, probably. But it's a, it's a massive meme. You know, I love you, Jesus Christ. He screams while guitars play wildly. <laughs> uh, the next one I got, this is actually was kind of a disappointing buy, I hate to say. Um, but it's the Zarface album. So Zarface, in my opinion, you know, you got your M&Ms of the world. Uh, but on the other hand, you also have your Dooms. You also have your Inspected Decks, your 7Ls. And these are guys that have been going at it for 20 some odd years. Um while Tribe made a beautiful last album, these guys are showing no signs of stopping. And they're bringing all sorts of like newer production techniques while still keeping that old boom bap style. That's uh, the, the Dooms Are Face album's pretty great. Yes. I, I enjoy that one. My brother, my brother got me listening to some of those tracks too. And really, like the thing that I appreciate about this album is that I love the aesthetic of 90s boom bap so much and the time signatures and the flows and all that's involved. Um, but I don't really get a lot of the references because I do not consume a lot of 90s media. And so when this guy's on here and he's like actually rapping about, you know, I hate the Mar- Marvel movies. And I hate Star Wars, but it, it's pretty funny when they work them into cute metaphors like this 40 year old <laughs> rapping man. That's like all of MF Doom's first few albums is just he sampled uh, from the Fantastic Four cartoon. Yeah. Um, wherever, whenever. And uh, yeah, MF Doom and Mr. Fantastic. I would say I would say that mm food is actually my favorite boom bap album. It's good. Period. It's a good one. It's, a good one. Uh, it's crazy good. But lack of that, 
Anyway, I was really excited for this album in particular, and it was in packaging, because I'm like, okay, they got this cool comic book style. Uh, Zarface is in the Radiohead radius pretty well. Um, and so I was really thinking like, oh man, I hope they include like a comic book or like a lyric sheet or like some fun artwork with it. But no, nah, it's like, this is really awfully straightforward and it's kind of disappointing. It's really only the front and the back. Well, that front is pretty good, though. So well, they they spared no. They want you to focus on, on what's inside that package. Well, but <laughs> the way I think of it is like the album is like the committing to I like this person and I want to support them. Mm. And so my gold standard for this is the Death Consciousness vinyl, which I also have, which came with like a hundred page mini book about a fake cult that never existed. It's like this incredible piece of like pseudo. Uh, historical fiction written in like just an informative textbook style about like this crazy death cult in ancient Rome. It's super fascinating. And I, and I thought like, cool. So if I can get like a little comic book, little adventures of Zarface, you know, a little MF doom cameos in there, that'd be neat. Um, but you have disappointed me. Uh, there's not like, what's like, there's a ghost. That's, on here. that's cool. It, the ghost back is cool. cool. I like the ghost. I'm not saying it's not neat. I just <laughs> it wish cool. it was more than two pages. The pains. ghost makes it worth it. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is partially what left led me to this last album. A man, an artist, who is maybe the closest to the center of the Radiohead radius right now. Father John Misty. Pure comedy. I have gone on record saying before that I think lyrics are literally the least important part of most music. Oh. In a, my, a great example <laughs> oh, right now... Let's philosophy I mean, I, that actually, one week. Can we please philosophy that? Let's do that next yeah. on, a, on a future yeah, we'll, show. We'll, we'll, we'll start this next we, season. We have strong. tracks like Say So that are at the top right now. You can't even tell what that girl's saying. Don't even lie to me. All right. Uh, nobody knows what Doja Cat's saying. And and that's common in like those fast rap flows too. Like Lil Uzi Vert's entire album. Come on. Somebody literally ever rap an entire Lil Uzi Vert verse to me other than Exo Tour Life. I dare you. Nobody cares what he's saying. It just sounds cool. Uh, and. I stand by that position. People put way too much emphasis on lyrics. It's all about the tune. It's all about the aesthetics around it. And that's why I like Surge Hex so much, because you it's bit crushed too much anyway. However, the notable <laughs> exception to this is that somewhere deep in my sad, godless, uh, weak little insecure heart... <laughs> There is, there is there is room for emotional music that talks about the human condition from an existentialist nihilist everything's gonna suck and will continue to suck standpoint and father john misty he has this album called i love you honey bear and the theme of that album is everything sucks but i have my true love in this i believe father john misty is broken up with his girlfriend as of this album I'm looking at Cody because I expect him to know him. I've never listened to Father John Misty. Uh, but he does not have a love interest in this album. And as a sad single man, I want to hear music about why it's sad to be single and alone in this godless world. <laughs> so in here, we actually we have this beautiful cover art with so much detail, so many little cartoons about little people living their meaningless little lives. And we have this big, big old sheet. With his big old nihilist, nothing matters. Humans is so dumb, lol. And then I listen to a Father John Misty album, and I think, man, we're really all screwed. <laughs> but you that know what? Sounds great. Even even in my world of aesthetics, before everything else, I think even I can find room to get in my feelings a little bit, and nobody does that for me. 
like a little Father John Misty. Dang, that's quite the endorsement. That is a huge. I might actually have to listen to Father John Misty now. Yeah, yeah me too. I'll have to I could tell you a song, a lyric, a chord, nothing. Never heard it. Me neither. It's it's straightforward indie folk, but I think you will appreciate his sense of humor and his utter nihilism. Nah, that's if fair. he has a sense of humor, I don't think he's what you just described to me. Like. You know what I mean? Humor, well, look, humor is rather look at this hopeful album. Look, at, look at this album cover. Look at how goofy all yeah, the people it's on really it look. really cool, actually. It's, just get a good laugh off of that, man. It, it, yeah. It's laugh- <laughs> I was about to say that. I was going to say, that is laugh out loud funny. <laughs> Hilarious. But like, It, it kind of looks like Shell Silverstein. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is... And, and another thing about this, Love why this is a good release, <laughs> yeah. is because A, you can't appreciate this level of detail, these tiny people on a microcosmic little screen in your browser window or on your iPhone. Microcosmic. Uh, there's actually a write-up. There's actually more pictures in here. Listen, I don't go to vinyl stores anyway because you don't carry a lot of music I like, but if you release vinyls like this, maybe I'll actually care about giving you real money for your actual art. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. No, I, I do. I have to say that too. Like the shop local thing was real. Like going to the record, record store was awesome right now. And also feeling like I'm supporting the the actual yeah um, music community. But I want to feel like Felt I'm getting good. what it's worth. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. It shouldn't be sympathy. Like, give us something worth buying. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. All right, Cody. All right. So I have a CD, and I'm cheating. I bought two seven inches in an LP. The uh, two seven inches I couldn't get without buying both. Um, so the first thing I have is called Mike Judge. Mike Judge and Old Smoke. It's not Mike Judge from the cartoons. No, oh. Beavis and Butthead here. This is Mike Judge. He was in a New York hardcore band in the late 80s, early 90s. They broke up. He started this. They were called Judge. That's his band, is Judge. Um, this record's called Sights. This is a bluegrass album. Oh. That's what he made oh, after wow. stopping oh. that. And it's honestly really depressing. Like, it's not a very happy album. You could tell that he was definitely going through some things after his band had broken up and kind of coming to terms with the person he had been prior to this. But I saw that and I was like, yeah, I can't not snag that. So I grabbed that. Nice. That's a rare find. You say he, he was in the like. hardcore scene? He still is. But bluegrass. That's why I love the hardcore scene. Eh. Um, <laughs> so these are the two seven inches. The Burns self-titled 7-inch and Burns' Last Great Sea, they were, well, I guess they still are, although I saw them a couple years ago and they sound really bad. (laughs) Um, They are a New York hardcore band. The vocalist, Shaka Malik, is probably, like, the most energetic person I've ever seen perform live. Like, even though his band, I don't think it was their fault when I saw them. I think it was the sound just was way off. There was too much happening and it just wasn't mixed right. But, like, this... 7-inch, the self-titled, came out in 1990. It's about to celebrate its 30th anniversary, and it is just, like, the foundation for everything that hardcore would be for the next, like, 10 years. And the guy who's playing guitar on it, Gavin Van Vlack, he is just, like, it's super bizarre. And, I mean, there's a song on Last Great Sea called Tales of Chateau, and the breakdown on it's just, like, real simple, just boom, 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 boom. But the guitar is playing, like, this crazy, like, I don't even know. I don't play music, so I don't know like the technical term for it, but it's just this really bizarre time signature guitar riff happening in the like background. And it's really interesting. Also, we've brought up rage a few times and there's like connections to Vic Dakara, who was in the band prior to rage against the machine with Zach De La Roca inside out. Mm. And 
all of those bands. So I was like, oh, hey, that brings it home. That but was cool. Yeah. I saw those. They were right there next to each other. Someone must have sold out a hardcore because there was a bunch of hardcore seven inches there yesterday. And I was like, oh, I might have to come back and pillage this at another date. But <laughs> yeah, I was I had to grab both of those. And then my third item, technically fourth, is if I can get it out of the bag. Science fiction by Uncle. Hey! Um, Uncle's cool. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, I have to get that. For the uninitiated, Uncle is a trip-hop collective, I guess would be the best way to put it. Um, DJ Shadow is the main guy behind it, who kind of put... It is? You didn't know that? actually? Yeah. It's DJ Shadow. This is like right after Introducing comes out. This is 98. This record has... So many different people on it. Tom York's on there. The vocalist of Blur is on there. Um, the guy who sings for the Stone Roses is on there. Cool G Rap, the like New York rapper, is on there. Like there is a ton of awesome features, wow. and like usually people are not aware that I didn't even know that it was DJ Shadow till like nah. yesterday. And I was like, oh, wow. that actually makes a lot of sense. Because yeah, he made introducing and then fell off the map for like ten years. Introducing is. By the way, one of the best instrumental hip-hop albums. Probably my favorite of he all time. He was supposed time. to play Ogden, like, next week. Yeah. For Ogden Twilight. Oh, Rest in peace. R.I.P., oh. yeah. Um, but yeah, I saw that. Had to grab it. There is a song on there with Tom York, and it is so, so good. And trip-hop has become something that I've really fallen in love with over, the, like, the last six months. And I'd say this is probably, like, and I'm going to really, like, hopefully not offend anybody here. This is my favorite trip-hop album. Um this or um, Massive Attacks Mezzanine. Like, I know that's kind of the go-to, but oh, this yeah. one's just got a lot of stuff going on. on some it. pretty good stuff, too. Just so, so good. And I couldn't pass it up. I actually, I had in my hands the recent Record Store Day, quote-unquote, release of the soundtrack for The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly by Ennio Morricone. And I sat there and debated in my head between this and that yeah. for about 10 minutes. And wow. then I went with this. Because I was going to be upset if I didn't buy all three movies in the Man with No Name trilogies soundtracks. So, but yeah, those Uncle, are my picks. Uncle has Dude, some pretty sweet music videos awesome. too. I've never watched any of them. Okay, I'll drop I'll drop a link in the description next to the Christian Minecraft channel. Uh, all right, uh, server. <laughs> Aaron, you're up. I I am very safely in uh, the Radiohead radius here. He's he's like I was too. We keep saying Radiohead, York, and yeah. Tom York is on here. I I'm literally well, I'm literally the poster child I, of the Radiohead. So I I had the opposite experience. I didn't have 20 minutes. We were there for like an hour and a half, and I was just combing through like everything that they had. Yep. Well, um, the thing is, like, I wish I could have had more time, but even if I did, honestly, I went to my go tos with the yeah. guy. And like I would look through and I'd see like a Beastie Boy, tons of Beastie Boys. Yeah. I saw Rage come up a bunch. Yep. Like uh, going through the albums, I was like, I expect to see this on the show next week. Well, well. So let's see how many I got right. <laughs> no. Like, so this first one, it's one that I um, have known about for a very long time, but like haven't listened to. I liked Damon's approach. That was kind of the angle I took here. Oh. And you might be surprised I haven't heard it. I don't know. But, like, I have listened to it since, and it is good. So, it's ga, 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 uh, Spoon. And, spoon! Uh, dude, one. Spoon has dropped some just great tracks. Their newest album, actually, literally, that track, I put it in the Bop of the Week once. Um, probably just, I mean, for the longest time, it was the most listened to track on my Spotify and I imagine it'll it'll 
stay in the runnings. I really enjoy Spoon. There's something about his voice, and I I don't know this this kind of music. Like, what do you qualify it as? It's like it's garage. It's it's, it's not dreamy. It's not good enough to be. It's not like hard enough to be punk. Yeah, but it's 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 like pop punk maybe. Anyway, it's a good album. Yeah, that's, yeah, we should. That was a with. middle school classic for me, actually. Yeah, that album go. was. Yeah, nice. Legit. It was on my uh, iPod Nano. It's really good, dude. That's that's the trade. It's got <laughs> some of that that fifties flavor in it, which I love it when when those type of I like it like I, the mix of punk and like shoe wop music is like the coolest thing that could ever happen in my opinion yeah, uh, i wonder cool. where we've seen that <laughs> midnight vultures of course of course the worst back album no it's so good is i what hate it is. that album so i actually much. do not own it on uh a cd i have most Beck. i have a physical form of most Beck albums did not have this one i saw it i had to grab it yeah. because if you want to talk middle school classic, no high school. <laughs> this was me, man. It was it's pretty out there. Hence the poster on the wall. Yeah, that's yeah. that's from and that the era. Albums over yep. here, yeah. yeah, dude. I got it. Odelay over there. Yeah. I've already said everything about this album in season zero, but oh, man. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it is so good. It does like some great. He went crazy. He did. He threw. Every, he went kitchen sink and just threw every '90s flavor you've ever I thought of. I wish he spent more than three dollars on the cover art. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of great. It's actually kind of perfect. It says says the Surge Hex fan. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, you what? You ready? That you was ready, an air dude? horn moment right there. <laughs> Finally, and I've just. I actually didn't even open it, like so I don't even know if they packaged anything. I'm kind of <laughs> doubting it, but they don't need to because I love this album that much. And I've talked about it on the show for about the past three weeks. Ooh, uh, nice. That's the, the one I got for, that's the one I got for my friend, actually. Yeah, it's the new Strokes. Very it nice. It is a fire album. Like Still I have listened to, to this album well over 100 times, and it came out right at the beginning of quarantine. It is so good. I, I It's... It's going to be a classic on my playlist for the foreseeable future. And I had to get a copy. The, the cover art is also super awesome. Dang, I really like that bold white yeah. text. I wish that was almost on the real thing. That's really freaking cool. Yeah. So, I mean, literally, I am the poster child of uh, Radiohead radio. See, but I, I really like what you've expressed with the new abnormal here. Because you said pretty early on into our friendship that you don't trust anything that you like right away. Yeah. And that started to make me skeptical of a lot of things. But seeing, <laughs> but seeing like you like something right away, continue to like it, and then unabashedly say, yeah, it's just one of the best things I've ever heard. Yeah. It gives me a little bit of hope that like... I can just start unironically enjoying things again. We're cracking away at his nihilism right here on the show. I don't know how they did it because literally they did nothing that they haven't done before. They just brute forced, brute force absolute nailed the album. That's what they did. And it doesn't feel like they were trying hard at all. It just, it's good. Beautiful. I really recommend it. So super awesome choices. Dang, we have some quality content. Right yeah, this here. is great. This is great. That was actually really fun. Yeah. Like, but, seriously, but that was really fun. Now, little did you know, all of this is just going to get stapled onto the producer's wall for decoration. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, Nitwicks, we've done it. We've done a season. Yeah. 
That was cute. That was a cute time. It that really was. was. Are we going to end Nitwick season one on cute? <laughs> Wait, we're not, doing so. a, we're not doing a bop the week? That's true. That's probably... Do you think I can nail it? Do I know the samples? Have I been lying this whole time? You have been. <laughs> I've seen you just kind of wantonly throw your feet at the board. Oh, yeah. you got it. Got it. A mystery might have been solved. Might not have. Right. <laughs> Aaron might know what he's doing. Oh, man. Last one. All the right. Bop of the week for the season. I have to decide. I just what wanted I want. to finish the playlist, you know? Yeah, that's true. We're going to start a new uh, volume two of Bop of the Week. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Wait it's gonna, for the rebrand. It's going to be huge. It's going to be genreless insanity volume two. <laughs> it's going to be yep. Logan picks sicko mode every week. That'll be my joke for next season. I, I think I'm the only one who actually chose sicko yeah, mode. Yeah, sicko mode is on that thing. I was yeah, listening yeah. To it's, 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 it's so it's good. Oh, the remix, my bad. The, Dude, it hey. sounds exactly the same. No. Whoa, I mean, whoa, not, exact, whoa. not exactly the same. Important Stop wrong. the show. Not Stop ex- the show. Let me, Cancel. Let me, the season. Let me finish <laughs> the lyrics and like it's it's still the idea. It's the L- same idea. Listen, listen yeah, Damon, same Damon idea is the song. Like, Damon, let me let me put it this way. When we talked about Jack U, I, I was calm and respectful about your EDM stance. <laughs> no, I'm not saying this I'm not is saying, too freaking far. I know, I know I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just not I'm just saying like it's not that different from the regular uh, Sigma. Like you can't say, it, oh yeah, Sigma Mode's not on the playlist. It's the Skrillex remix. It's, it's still Sigma Mode. No, that that it, drop is very important. It's respectful to the original. It's still, but it hits uh, way harder than the original. Way harder. It's yeah. still Sigma Mode. Wait a second. Do you hear like the Mad Lib reflips no, of hear Doom the songs? I hear the differences. Or wait, what? So like, um, <laughs> I thought you were in Mad Villainy. He released like an album where he just redid the beats, but kept all of Doom's old raps. Would yeah. you call that a remix? Well, no, I'm not saying there's something like there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying it's still sicko mode. Like there's nothing wrong with that song at all. But but it's it is still, a remix. It's still it's a remix, but it's it's still sicko mode. Like you still listen to that song. It's like I'm listening but, to sicko but mode. The vibe's not, different. The vibe it, is, it, is different. It is. It hits a lot. I'm harder. sorry, Damon. I, I disagree, Damon. But that's okay. I was I was I was what? Well, including the producers. What one? How many of us are there now? Like six or six seven. Or se- one seventh of one one sixth of raising you, but. In a moment, in a moments like these, you know, it just it's it's difficult. It, it's, it's difficult to sit yeah. at the same table. You bite I'm your just, lip. I'm yeah. kidding. Everybody, go easy on David. He's got political rage right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, bop of the week. Are we Jake doing that? Starting? Yeah, Jake. Yeah. All right, y'all. Um, Come on. Uh, it's a hard pick. Pretty dope. It's a hard pick because I've just been listening mostly to just him this week, and there's like a couple songs on the album that I want to choose, but <clears throat> Joji, I've been listening oh. to Joji like literally all week. Shout out. Chloe Burbank volume one. Ball- Ballads one. Oh, all right. Ballads one is, it's great, dude. Like I spotless in ballads one once, like a long time ago. And then I was like, mm, it's okay. And then this week it just hit different and I don't know why, but did you th- did you see a slowed plus reverb mix? Yes, I did. <laughs> that changes you know everything. What? You know what? Unironically, I have learned to appreciate songs just by only fir- my first exposure to them being slow plus reverb. Dude, it's fair. Yeah. No, but I think I'm gonna have to choose the song "Can't Get Over You." 
though the runner-ups were yeah right and attention those are fantastic songs but can't get over you is just such a nice oh it's just a vibe you just have to hit play on it it's a great song so joji for me this week cool uh this is actually a very guilty pleasure for me this week uh it's very much a song that um the people you'd expect to listen to it are the people who like Billie eilish uh, I don't know. I, I can't explain it in a better way. Incoming joke. I'm waiting for the joke. It's, I think so. The song is called "Affection" by Between Friends, and it is a very cheesy, like juvenile song. But I have to say, the guitar, like the vibe from that song, I really like. You know, I it's get got, it. Like it's a song that it. is completely an outlier to everything else I listen to. But like just the guitar editing, I'm just like, man, like it sounds so cool. I don't care who made it and who listens to it. It just sounds really cool. So yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with that. I like having songs like that. Yeah. It means I'm human. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I yep. love it. Maybe you'll get it out of me next season. There's an artist, not just a song, an artist that I like Jeez. that every time I'm like, this is a little, little Cheryl, Crow. Cheryl Crow. I was about to say that. <laughs> no, that one's just a song. Hey. <laughs> there's, there's more depth than you even realize. All right, what 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 what's it been, Logan? Dog, it can only be one song. I'm so sorry. It's Two C Slide by Drake. Left foot up, left foot slide, right foot up, <laughs> right foot slide. It's great. <laughs> Next uh, time you have anything bad to say about the hype in Jack U, yeah, remember this moment. Okay, okay. <laughs> everybody's left calling it up, like everybody. Everybody's calling it like ringtone rap. Um, and this idea that like there was this brief time in the early 2010s, late 2000s, when everybody would like make a rap song that had instructions on how to dance to the rap song in the rap song. Oh man, dude, that was a time. And so everybody's like getting on Drake, like you trying to bring ringtone rapper, teach me how to Dougie, you know, like, but, but it's actually good. (laughs) Like it's. The thing I appreciate about Tusi Slide is that it is impossibly simple and straightforward. It is a beat with a very simple 808 pattern, very minimal drums that just kind of iterate over the whole thing. The background is just like some kind of GameCube style organ is probably the best way I can think to describe it. And it, it's just left foot up, right foot slide, right foot up. You're bringing that all slide. together. I mean, we do have to remark on a few of the greatest moments and, and, and your point about uh, video gaming consoles being the, the true driver of the music industry. Oh it yeah. Stands. We need, we need to revisit that one. That's someday. That's a good, that's a good one for sure. And, and I just think like there's something to be said for simplicity in songs because I love sitting down and listening to a prurient frozen Niagara falls or the history of AIDS or what's that like dead paratrooper album concept album they just came out with? No idea. Well, anyway, uh, that's my album pick next season. Everybody look forward to that. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm already <laughs> on the edge of my seat. Um, but like every time, like I go and I dig through like my vaporwave collection or like some screamo stuff. And I'm just like, Oh man, just sometimes a ghost written five track pop song is all you need. It's all you need. And I don't think it gets more perfect than Tusi Slide. And I don't care that it was obviously meant to be a TikTok meme because I'm not on there and I don't have to deal with it every day. 
Very mature. <laughs> Very Some maturity mature. coming out from Logan. Yep. Yeah, we respect you for that. Cody, what you got? So my bop of the week is Labor Days by Aesop Rock. Uh, Ooh. I have, that is one of my favorite hip-hop albums of all time, and I've recently come back into really listening to it a lot. And it was between that or Save Yourself or Flash Flood, all of which are great tracks. But I just, I feel like it's such a strong opener and for something to come out, and I think it was 2001 when that album came out, it's just not what we were getting at that time. It's a much different like Minneapolis vibe versus what was coming out of like Memphis, Houston or the South in general. But it was, it's just such a good record. And and the record's also called Labor Days, but... He's still kicking. He's got a really just interesting rhyme structure. And I remember once upon a time, someone did a study on Reddit of you did like X amount of words in a book. How many of those were unique? Uh-huh. And Aesop Rock had like double the amount of unique words of Moby Dick in his discography in the Man. same amount of oh dear like it, but it doesn't like dialogue it doesn't like border on that Daniel Radcliffe rap I, vibe does it I, no I don't it's all it's like <laughs> it's all very I mean it's still like it's not straightforward in like something you're gonna hear on the radio but it's still something you can understand mm. it's not all in some weird headspace I should say yeah yeah I mean not to be confused with ASAP Rocky but like the reason I think ASAP Rock gets away with being as verbose as he is is just because he clearly is that guy. He like, has a master's in English. Like, he's wow. a smart dude. Yeah. Like, Eminem, I always feel like he's trying to flex on me or something. He is. Uh, <laughs> a, a lot of lyrical rappers. No. And even J.I.D., I don't mind when he's flexing a little bit. But, like... He deserves to Aesop flex. Rock, like, that's probably just how the dude expresses his ideas in daily conversation. I follow yeah. him on Instagram, and realistically, just the way he seems to talk doesn't differ that much from how he raps. Mm. Snoop Dogg, he's got the same problem. <laughs> slow uh, and little, to the point. a little different i don't know different. actually when you listen to an uh, a, a snoop interview he has that flow in his voice you're yeah. like you're like dude there's no beat behind you you don't need to yeah. speak like this um my bop and this is sincere it's coming back something we actually covered in this season um amber flume oh yeah that song gosh you miss it you miss it because it's kind of a transitional track to the finish, mm-hmm. but holy crap, that is a, that song really clicked for me. And I've just, every morning I've been actually listening to a lot of Kendrick as well. So oh. between the two, I'm having a good time these days. Yeah, but Yeah, that's solid. Dude, I, I tried to get Flume on vinyl, dude. I tried for anything I could get. I really, um, I wanted to see him there just so I knew you could roll up with one of yeah. them. But I was going it's to. Cool. I went straight for it. But like I said, I mean... They can't have everything, right? And yeah. they're first and foremost driven by sales. So what can you do? <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> there we go. Some classy cynicism to end the season. <laughs> we'll catch you uh, next week starting season two. Season two, baby. Are we doing like a finale party or something? 